Just Start Real Estate, episode number 132. All right, thank you for joining me here at Just Start Real Estate. I appreciate you being here. My name is Mike Simmons. I'm your host. And before we get started, I just want to make a quick announcement and let you know that I'm currently accepting applications for my coaching program for the month of May. So if you'd like to get in, if you'd like to have me uh, get into your business and help you take it to the next level, I would be thrilled to talk to you. And like I said, I'm accepting applications for the month of May. And if you want to find out more, go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash coach. Okay, on to the show. Okay, guys, today we're going to talk about the 10 things that your realtor should be doing for you. So before we get into it, I just want to let you know that I advised most beginning real estate investors to find a good realtor as soon as they launch their business. I think it's really important. I think a realtor being on your team is critical. If you're not a realtor, then you definitely should find one as soon as you launch your business because they will be worth their weight in gold. A good one. You know, a bad realtor like anything else is, is really not going to be helpful to you. So you need to know that not all realtors are created equally and it's important that you set the expectations right from the start with your realtor. Now, I will say this, and I've had this conversation with other real estate investors. If you're brand new to real estate, you've never done a deal, you've never even put an offer in on a house before, you really can't march into a, uh, a realtor's office and just start laying out demands of their time. You'll never get anywhere with them. You need to start slow, build a relationship, maybe do a deal or two, but eventually you want to work your way up to these 10 things. Things, and it's not going to happen overnight. It's a slower process, but it's one that has to happen in order for you to ultimately have the kind of success in this business that I think we all want to have. So I'm going to give you the 10 things. Like I said, please don't take this as a list of you know things you're going to march into a realtor's office tomorrow and just plunk down on their desk and tell them they better meet these expectations. That's, that's not at all what I'm talking about. But in any event, let's go through these things so you know what you're working toward and you will know what the ultimate goal is with a realtor and the kinds of things that you would like them or should like them to do for you. Okay, number one, uh, you want them to send you qualified leads. No generic, slow drip type, you know, uh, group mass email that goes out to all kinds of different investors and it's just sort of like, here's all the houses that are for sale kind of a thing. <clears throat> you want qualified leads, which means you have to give the realtor some information to work on. So, for example, maybe a qualified lead for you is any house in a certain zip code, whatever that is, whatever zip code you're working in. And you tell them it has to be at least a thousand square foot. You want it to be brick. You want it to have at least three bedrooms. You want it to have at least two baths. Uh, in certain parts of the country, a basement is important. And you would like it to have a garage. And it can't be on a main road. So those would be a list of some some things that would that you could tell them that they could help qualify leads for you instead of just sending you generic things. Now, you know, you may tell them specifically, I don't even want to look at a house that has less than three bedrooms. I don't want a two-bedroom house. So that's one thing that they could definitely, you know, check off the list. And like I said, it has to be brick. Uh, it has to have a basement if you're in, like I said, certain parts of the country. It can't be on a main road. So these are the ways that you help your realtor know exactly what you want. So you have to tell them and and you really want to stay off these generic generic mass mailings that sometimes realtors do because you know they're just they're junk really they're not helping anybody. 
or certainly not helping you. So that's number one. Number two, communicate via your preferred method. So you want your realtor to communicate with you in a way that's most convenient for you. And if for you, email is most convenient, that's what you want to ultimately have them do is communicate with you via email whenever possible. Sometimes a phone call is necessary, so let's not, you know, completely, you know, take that off of the list. But if you prefer email, then that's how you should ask them to communicate with you as often as possible. I I prefer email. That's how I like to communicate with my realtor. Sometimes we do text if it's even more urgent and I have to see it immediately, but email is the way that I like to communicate. And phone is last. Getting a getting on a phone call is more time consuming. It's a bigger commitment. I can email while I'm doing other things. I can't do much else while I'm on the phone. So I actually prefer email and and texting whenever possible. I can sign things electronically through email. You know, there's not much I can't do through email. So that's kind of how I like to see things. Plus, I can refer back to it later on. If I forget or I want to just look at the conversation, I go to the email and it makes it a lot easier. A phone call is very difficult because there's no you know, there's no documentation there. So email is good for me. That's what I prefer. And that's what I've gotten my realtors to do for me. So that's, that's the next one. So the next one on the list is what you want your realtor to do is give you feedback on your rehab. And and that's based on their expertise, right? So hopefully they're selling houses all day long, all week, every month, all year long. So they know what houses should look like, what kind of rehab they should have, what sort of materials are expected or required in certain areas. And they should give you feedback on that on your rehab. When you finish a rehab, especially, they should walk through and say, yeah, this looks good. Or, you know, you might want to touch this up or you might want to address this little area here. It's going to be an eyesore or it's going to be a problem for buyers. So They should be giving you feedback, and that's based on their expertise. Okay, next, they should meet you at properties that you need to see in a timely manner. And I've had this problem in the past with realtors. I say, okay, I found this great house. You know, you sent me some leads, and I found one that I really like. I'd like to get in to see that house immediately. And the answer I've gotten back in the past is, okay, uh, you know, let's set something up for tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon, that property could be gone. If I need to see it, I need to see it right then. So if they have to send an assistant to let me in, if they come and let me in directly, or you know, in some cases you can get in if it's an a, a not an occupied house, you can get in with a lockbox code. So <clears throat> these are different ways, but at the very least, they need to find a way to get you in houses that you want to see, and they need to do it in a timely manner before the the house is gone. I mean, another investor is going to pick it up if it's really that good of a deal. So you can't afford to wait twenty four to forty eight hours to get into a house. It's it's too long. The next thing, they need to do market analysis on houses that you bid on. Okay, so, you know, if they're sending you 10, 15 leads a day, you can't expect them to necessarily do a full-blown market analysis on all those leads. It would be extremely helpful if they gave you the ARV for those houses when they sent them to you. But at the very least, when you bid on a house, right? So maybe they send you 15 leads, but you only bid on three of them because the rest of them just aren't really, you know, 100% fit for you. So you bid on three of them. You should expect and you should ask to get an in-depth market analysis to give you the after repair value for those houses that you bid on so that when you get them, you can sort of hit the ground running and you can get your numbers you know, really easily. Now, to bid on the house, you sort of need a general after repair value or a pretty good estimate. So they should be providing that as well. But once you bid on it, and especially if it looks like it's something you're going to get, there should be a very good in-depth 
ARV market analysis done on that house for you by your by your realtor. And they should have no problem because you're going to buy the house. They're going to make a commission. And then hopefully when you go to sell the house, you're going to sell through them and they're going to make a commission again. So there's an incentive to do this and it's money and, and that's going to happen if you start buying houses through them. So the more houses you buy with the certain realtor, the more likely they're going to be willing to do in-depth market analysis on houses that you're really serious about. Okay, the next thing <clears throat> is that they should be sharing market trends on your target market or your target markets if there's more than one area that you're you know, that you're working in or you're interested in. So they should be able to tell you the trends. <clears throat> is the, are the are the uh, sales going up? Are they going down? Are properties gaining value? Are they losing value? Are they holding steady? Is there a big disparity between the, the sale price on a, on a foreclosure versus the sale price on a renovated house, <clears throat> they should be able to tell you all these things and that's gonna help you make better decisions as a real estate investor and they have the tools to do this. The MLS gives them the tools to give you the trends and you know market values in your area so that you can make good decisions when you go to bid on houses or even if you decide to move into a new area or a new zip code, they should be able to give you all of the, the whole lowdown in that area and they have those tools like I said. So please, please ask your realtor to help you with these things. Next, <clears throat> they should offer or be willing to sign paperwork on your behalf if you want them to. And you can just give them a, a very simple power of attorney, a limited power of attorney that allows them to sign certain documents for you on your behalf. Now, there has to be a level of trust with your realtor in order to, to execute this and to feel comfortable doing it. I have a realtor that I feel very comfortable with. We've done a lot of deals together and I... I want him to sign papers for me because if I'm on the road, if I'm not able to sign papers and there's something that needs to be taken care of right away, I want him to be able to do it so we can move forward with the deal. I don't want to hold something up because I'm out of town for a day or two or I'm on the road or I'm on vacation maybe. So I want him to be able to sign papers on my behalf. I've, I've created the documents and the limited power of attorney that'll let him do that. And that's the kind of thing that I need him to do so that I can move quickly on deals if necessary. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like I said, you have to be—you have to have a lot of trust in your realtor to do that. Obviously, but I do. You will, and you should ask them to do this. Also, you want them to look at houses and offer rehab estimates if needed. So. If I'm tied up, if I'm out of town, if I don't have any way to get to a house that I want to put a bid on, I want my realtor to be able to walk through there and give me a guesstimate on the rehab. Just just an idea, or if nothing else, tell me what looks bad with the house and tell me what needs to be fixed and give me the square footage and maybe send me some pictures so that I can take a look myself and I'll estimate the rehabs if, if necessary. But I want them to be able to give me basic information and sometimes I want that to include some, some estimates on a rehab. And I think that that's something that they can and should do for you once you've done enough deals with them. And that's key to this whole thing. You have to offer them some value before you can expect or demand value in return. So again, not asking you to go to the first realtor you meet, the first meeting you have and start demanding all these things, but eventually when you've offered enough value, they should be willing to, you know, maybe go a little above and beyond the call of duty. And then next, you should they should always work on your behalf to give you more time if needed to evaluate a deal. Now, when I say give you more time, <clears throat> that could be 
you know, maybe having a, a seller sign an addendum that gives you a little bit more time to close if needed, or even something as simple as like an earnest money deposit. You know, earnest money deposits, the selling realtor always wants those immediately, but a lot of times that can be pushed out 48 to, you know, maybe, I don't know, three days maybe in some instances. So if you can get them to give you that time, that can sometimes give you enough time to get in there with your realtor and do some looking around and make sure that you have all your numbers straight. And that can be important if you have a deal that's a little bit more borderline. So sometimes they can finagle a few extra days for you and that can be extremely helpful at certain times. And then finally, you know, they are in the in the area, right? They they deal with other buyers and sellers, and I guarantee they're dealing with other investors. You should and they should be asking you and and helping you by introducing you to other investors or wholesalers in your area. Like I said, most good realtors who do a lot of business come in contact with other investors and wholesalers from time to time, and they should be making these introductions and connecting you with some of the other people who are active and successful in your markets. And that's, you know, just something that they should do. It's good business. You know, you connect people, they eventually will do more business through you if you're a realtor, and everyone sort of wins in that scenario. So, like I said, work your way up to these things, create relationships, build a relationship with your realtor, and then slowly, one by one, start introducing some of these aspects that you would like them to help you with and work with you on into your relationship, into your working relationship, and eventually they'll be doing a lot of these things for you and it's gonna help you out tremendously. But first and foremost, you need to make sure that you're providing value to that realtor so that they're incentivized to help you and to perform some of these things that we just talked about. Okay, that's all I have for today. Get out there and meet a, a realtor and create that winning relationship. Okay, guys, one last thing before we go. I would just like to ask, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're really getting something out of it, if you think it provides value, then please go to iTunes and give me a rating and review. It helps me out a ton. It helps me reach more people. It allows me to help more people, and that's really what I'm trying to do here is help people. I'm trying to answer questions and and provide as much value as I can. And the best way for me to reach more people and to really provide value is for you to go and give me a rating and review. iTunes puts a ton, a ton of weight on that and I really would appreciate it. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 